This is the Business Breakfast with Oanda. Online trading, currency data, money transfers. Jeff Halley joins us. Uh, good afternoon, Jeff. European markets had a bit of a stumble yesterday, but Wall Street most certainly did, didn't it? And it seems to have carried over into Asia. What's actually happening now? Is there a cold sniff of reality, do you think? Yeah, there's a couple of issues going on here. One is the uh, the, the spread of COVID-19, notably in Europe, but also in the US, which is doing record daily cases. This is uh, causing concerns about the future consumption uh consumption picture for uh, the major developed parts of the world, Europe and the US, uh, which has sent a a few shivers down the spines and lots of talk about double dips. Uh, We've had no movement on the US stimulus negotiations uh, so far this week, but also I think we are now moving into pre-US election jitters and we're starting to see uh, risk invest, uh, risk positions taken off the board, investors moving uh, to the sidelines, and they have been heavily positioned for this blue wave Democrat uh, clean sweep up until now. So uh, I would expect this to be the theme of the week. And if the market does gain a bit of positive momentum, you still feel as though, don't you, that uh, after the election or in fact leading up to because of the, the stalemate that appears to be happening or appears to be in prospect right now, then shares will gradually decline again? Yeah, I, I think it's going to be hard to sustain rallies in equity markets this week simply because we have such a huge amount of event risk coming up next Tuesday and there are so many permutations there. For this blue wave to emerge, a lot of different things have to go just right and as we know in life, that's not normally the case. Uh, if there's a disputed Senate seat elections or the presidential election, that could even drag on until mid-November. So. Uh, I, I think uh, particularly this week and into Tuesday next week, uh, equities are going to struggle uh, to maintain any upside momentum. And the risk, I feel, is that we'll see a correction to the lower side as investors lighten up positioning into that, uh, into that, into that event. I mentioned this world's biggest IPO, Ant Financial. It's uh, owned by Mr. Ma of Alibaba fame. What do you feel the results of where the market is right now will have on the IPO? Do you still think it'll be record-breaking? Oh, definitely. Look, it's already they're looking at closing the book a day early. Uh, it was supposed to close, I think, uh, lunchtime on Thursday. They're closing at lunchtime tomorrow, Hong Kong time. Such has been the demand. I, they could probably have raised $70 billion if they wanted to, so... I think the market jitters that we're seeing at the moment won't have any effect. They've already set the price uh, for the IPO at the absolute top end of what their range was. I think if there's going to be any effect, it'll be uh, on the actual day, which I believe is the 5th of November, which is the middle of next week. Uh, If if, if markets are in a bit of turmoil then, Hmm. we may not see the easy gains that a lot of uh, buyers are predicting in Ant Financial when it actually starts trading. In fact, we may see some short-term downward pressure on it. By contrast, we've got HSBC saying this morning that they're they're going to speed up their restructuring. We knew they were going to restructure, but now they're going to they're going to speed it up. Um, th- they do make a lot, don't they? As far as the, the Asia Pacific is concerned, it's a, a major part of their balance sheet. But you can understand it. Complete contrast, really, isn't it? This is traditional banking finding going very tough. Yeah, and when you look at HSBC and a lot of the other big traditional banks, particularly the non-US ones, they're in a perpetual state of restructuring, and HSBC is very much in that uh, in that in that spot. HSBC is particularly challenged along with Standard Chartered because a lot of their business is derived from the Hong Kong area or Asian region into China, 
and they're threading the eye of the needle between upsetting the Chinese government and upsetting the US government. So they've got some very strong challenges uh, just uh, from a political point of view uh, to negotiate there, let alone trying to rejig their legacy uh, model uh, businesses to, to, to the 21st century. Lots of noisy debate here about Brexit, about lockdowns and so on. Um, it, it is very much a domestic issue. It's so noisy. It's very difficult to follow from here. Is that having is that noise actually carrying to you? Without denigrating Brexit at all, it's just not an issue that uh, the rest of the world's uh, talking about. We all look uh, uh, with amusement at the comings and goings of the whole process over the last four years internationally, but it's not really something that's weighing on financial markets. It's, uh, you know, there's been much bigger fish to fry uh, in recent times. This is very much regarded as a, a domestic issue. I do feel that the market is underpricing the risks of it, though, uh, particularly when we're in a recession right now. You know, neither side needs to chop each other off at the knees from a trade point of view. That recession, though, people would argue, wouldn't they, is happening globally. So after the whatever the so-called in inverted commas result is of the US uh, election next week, um, do you expect a fairly stormy autumn as far as stock markets are concerned? Autumn is traditionally a very bad time, isn't it, for stock markets? Yeah, well, I think it really depends on how the election goes. I mean, if it all goes to plan in the polls and we have a smooth transition of power, then I expect that uh, some of the fundamentals in the world reassert themselves, and that is ultra-low interest rates around the world from every major central bank uh, and asset price inflation driven by that, uh, and then that would lead through to a weaker dollar. So I would expect that the themes that were dominating the world before COVID-19, before the US election, will very quickly reassert themselves afterwards. And actually, I think uh, we'll see um, asset prices, including equities, appreciate and we're going to see a structural downtrend in the US dollar. Jeff Halley, thank you very much indeed. Jeff Halley there, market analyst for Oanda Asia Pacific. The Business Breakfast on Jazz FM with Oanda. Online trading, currency data, money transfers. Oh.